0: Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor, and I'm here with uh, the two, two gentlemen that were with us last week on uh, Thinking About It. Uh, we got on a roll, and we just want to keep rolling on the subject, not necessarily of church planting, but on the other issue that came up, and that is uh, what is the best, the optimal context for ministry training? Uh, how do young men, or young women for that matter, uh, go about getting what they need to enter into full-time gospel ministry? And mm-hmm. I'm talking with Aaron and Josiah because they're kind of an odd couple. Uh, Aaron is lead pastor of our church plant uh, with basically no formal theological education. I think he's got, you've got a course or two yeah. under your belt, but no formal, certainly no degree as of yet. And uh, his assistant is Josiah, who has uh, finished one degree and he's working on another. And so we've got two paradigms of uh, pastoral development, and we just want to talk about that for a few minutes. What What's with that? How, how do you, what's the optimal way of getting what you need to be in pastoral ministry, Aaron? You got some thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I guess, I mean, the first uh, maybe <coughs> obvious answer is that there's more than one way to, to get there. Um, you know, being in my situation now, uh, I, I can't imagine it going any other way, but there's a part of me that's really kicking myself, thinking, man, I wish I went to school, you know, when everybody else goes to school, and that'd be a lot easier than doing it with a young family and trying to balance mm-hmm. career and ministry and a lot of different things. Um, but in the other sense, this is clearly God's plan for my life, and, uh, and I don't think it would have been wise when I was... Uh, even Josiah's age, I was not you know, ready to... I oh, just didn't how have old are you, bro? I'm 30, so I'm not old by any means.
0: And uh, how old is Josiah? I'm 23. Oh, my goodness, you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so maybe a little younger than Josiah. But when I was coming out of high school, wow. uh, I, I don't think that would have been wise for me to, to do that. Or I may have been able to squeak through, but it wouldn't have been... Uh, the fire wasn't really lit in my bones. And so I guess to answer your question, I think there's multiple ways... Uh, to get there, but in my experience, it's been you know, particularly beneficial, kind of just being raised up in the local church.
0: Okay, I think I think one issue is the timing of formal theological education, if that is even in the pathway. Um, and I think you've made a good case for delaying that formal piece because a lot of times uh, the maturity isn't there for a young man to study his training with the, with the right attitude. So Mm -hmm. to delay that is one thing. Uh, But my question is, should formal education even be in the equation? How important is that? And can a local church, for instance, oversee in its entirety the theological development and skill development of a pastor, or is there some kind of a a hybrid? That's kind of a conversation that won't be resolved right now, but let's start.
1: Yeah, I, 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 again, maybe it feels like a, a fence-sitting cop-out, but I think it's a both-and. I think you know one without the other is potentially lacking. I mean, I can't speak. It's an argument out of silence, maybe, but my desire is to get formal theological training more. And, okay, well, what if yeah. you do
0: really well, and all the evidences of God's blessing are on your life? People are saying, oh, Aaron, man, you are the best preacher we've ever heard. Right, you hear that stuff, right? Well, I and don't. But well, well, you, you people will love you eventually, <laughs> and they'll say stuff like like that. And uh, so, why would you then say, "Well, yeah, but I'm going to I'm going to seminary anyway"?
1: Yeah, I think it's again, it's to just put tools in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. And if you know, sometimes there's people that can get by with you know a hammer and a screwdriver, and there's others that get by, and they get by better, or maybe they accomplish the same thing with a whole, you know truck with a whole bunch of stuff in it so I it's it's one of those things I think we'd take it as it comes I think historically there's cases to be made for both um, you know uh, I, I think it was I could I could have these wrong but I think it was John Owen talking about John Bunyan and someone was uh, saying you know why why would you go hear that preacher and he said man if I could you know preach like that guy he just bleeds the Bible um, and John Bunyan had no formal theological training and John Owen was Mm -hmm. known for his depth of knowledge. So uh, things like that, I think, you know, the direction has been laid out in both ways. From my position, again, it's it's out of ignorance to a a point, but I would say, you know, why wouldn't we get as many tools in the toolbox as we can? And some of those come from the local church. A lot of those come from the local church. Mm -hmm. And then I think a lot of those come from good seminaries too. And so uh, I think I would be naive to say, oh, you know, you don't need it. Uh, there's a lot of things I wish I knew and had, but well, one, the one s- of the yeah. things
0: that we we talked about in planning Heritage Grace was that uh, how did this go? You would continue as a firefighter, and would chip away at your degree, like like others have. You know, I was talking with who was I talking with? Uh, yeah, Ryan on staff here, not on staff. He's he helps out in discipleship. He's a power to change director, mm-hmm. and Ryan was saying that he's been doing his MDiv for, I don't think it's seven or eight years, chipping away at it while in full-time ministry with Power to Change. And we were thinking that maybe that's the way to go with you, and you'll you'll start now, chip away, and that when you're, uh, by the time you're graduated, the church will be ready to go independent and to hire you. That was kind of the plan. Yeah. But that's not the way it worked out. You're full time now, and you're you just barely started to chip away at your theological education.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean that was even a part of the factor of going full time. I mean the primary motivation is to be able to serve the church and take care of my family and things like that. Well, uh, but even that to be able to put more time into uh, this was again if we were thinking about me getting you know a master's of divinity while having a full time job while being the lead pastor of a church, that was, you know, maybe a lifetime plan type of thing, which, uh, you know, is possible. And that's the the benefit and beauty of the situation I'm in, is nobody is saying, you know, you can't do this until. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, the, that the fruit is evident that, you know, things are, it's working. I think God, you know, does a lot of things through us in our weakness, and I don't need to be uh, I don't need to remind myself you often know. of my weakness because I'm aware of my weakness.
0: Well, and I think, I think again, um, the way that God used Grandview, we have James on staff, and James is responsible for helping and resourcing church planting. I know he was part of uh, the pl- he came yeah. alongside of you, the fellowship was there. So it's not like you came out of the wilderness and said, I'm going to start a church all by myself. Uh, you You had good people that were sharing the vision and and gave generously and supported uh the work mm-hmm. well so and
1: even that thinking of the team approach exactly that so we had James, who you know has the education piece, has the experience piece in church planting, you know every problem i've faced so far in church planting, I call him all distraught, and he talks me down aaron you know i 've been here let 's figure this yeah, out yeah. so that 's a huge benefit and then we have Josiah who 's here with us right now. Uh, who, again, has education, uh, has youthful zeal, uh, which has been a real you know, perk You're to the You're 30 church.
0: years old. You still have yeah. youthful zeal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm the one that talks that way. <laughs> but I have three little kids. Plus, t- he was raised in a church plant. His father uh, was used mightily of God to, to start a church in Windsor. And you, so you grew up in a church plant, if you remember all that. I do. So you've got some I of that experience of it, yeah. too. Sorry, I interrupted you.
1: Oh, no, I was just <laughs> talking about the uh, the team approach. So it was really not the way Granby planned it, not the way really any of us planned it, right? Josiah mm-hmm. got brought on first, didn't know he was going to be interning under, kind of had a picture of who that would be. That wasn't me. Then I showed up, and then James showed up. And the plan was, if I remember right, it, it was supposed to be the other way around That you know, the outreach pastor of Grandview would get hired, then a planter, and then an intern. Um, but God Something had other plans. Like
0: that. Yeah, that's, you know, and what, I mean, I think God said, I'm glad you guys have a plan. S- some some churches have no plan. At least you got a plan. I can work with this. I'll tweak it. You know, and I think God took pity on us and said, oh, these guys need my help, and uh, we were so glad to have that. But but by faith, we just said, Lord, we're we're moving out like you said and and he just came along in an amazing way and so we're still talking about the the training of a of a pastor and i want to ask you both of you uh this question how important is it that theological training not be contained to uh the academy you know where where ministry trainees are taken out of the ministry and uh, given the formal theological academic training and then parachuted back into the ministry not that that's what what happens all the time but but the idea that you can separate one from the other how important is it that ministry training take place in the context of the
2: ministry I think that it's absolutely essential that every seminary student or Bible college student be as involved as they can in their own local church. And uh, the idea that the seminary and the church are, are very separated entities is kind of unfortunate. Um, the seminary that Aaron and I are both in classes at right now, is very explicit that their mission statement is to train up men and women for the church. And I think that's amazing because thinking back to, I only graduated from my bachelor's degree a little over two years ago. And the number of people that have that I graduated with, um, or even a year after me that have fallen away from the faith or uh, any interest in church ministry or anything like that, have gone um, into some more progressive theology and things like that is really surprising to me. And I've been doing some thinking about why that is. And I really think that it's because at the end of the day, they uh, had some idea that this school experience, this seminary Bible college experience uh, could be done well, completely separate from being a part of a church. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the idea that, yeah, these two things, these, Two entities these two institutions Mm -hmm. are separate is is a bad idea and I think we're seeing some fallout from that right now in society Mm -hmm. Um, and I I really do believe that we need to get back to the idea that uh, you know churches can and do and should train up pastors from within their congregations and that seminary should be there to supplement Mm -hmm. uh, the areas that the church you know, can't teach in, such as Greek and Hebrew or anything like that.
0: And some churches can do that, but absolutely, why not leverage uh, heritage? Mm-hmm. But, you know, put the, that's really what the Apostle Paul did. He, he said, Timothy, you, you've got grandma and mom. Mm-hmm. You've learned a lot, and I'm going to send you to seminary. When you're done, talk to me. Now, that's not what Paul said. He said, come with me. I'm going to be writing letters. I'm going to be talking to you. You're going to learn in We're going to build the plane in flight. (laughs) And uh, that's how he did it. And I think that that's a model that uh, we can learn from. I I think if there were seminaries in Paul's day, he may have uh, had something to do with it. I don't know, but it wasn't there. And so he demonstrated how it can be done in the context of ministry. The timing
1: of my situation is maybe unique too, uh, to be kind of doing both at once. But I think the the argument would be the same, that even if I was just pursuing pastoral ministry in the context of a local church, they both fuel one another. I find the more I learn, the more I want to apply, mm-hmm. and the more I experience, the more I want to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so being in seminary makes me want to you know, grow and learn and then you know, apply that to the context of a local church. And then, yeah, as I wrestle in the context of a local church, yeah. I'm like, man, I need to
0: yeah. learn some more stuff. Yeah, you pay attention more. I mean, I yeah. was in the same boat. I was in seminary while in the ministry Mm full-time seminary student while wasn't paid full-time but i was (laughs) full-time in pastoral ministry and every every class i was in i think how can i use this Mm -hmm. in my church man i need this it it was not an academic exercise uh, purely it was very practical for me and i think everyone who is in ministry training needs to have that i need this for the sake of the work that i'm involved in Mm -hmm. And so the church does play a vital role in not only the heart of uh, leadership development and in the skills, but it's just the right paradigm and the context for theological education. So we're out of time, guys. I want to thank you for helping us have this conversation, and we want to encourage more churches. As our fellowship is doing, we're being encouraged by uh, Tim Strickland more and more to Uh, think of ourselves as a leadership development center, not to replace heritage, but to do better in terms of development of lay people, some of whom might very well go on from firefighting into church planting. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for joining us, guys, on our podcast, Thinking About It. Until then, I'm Bob McGregor. I'm Aaron Reck. I'm Josiah Rock. And keep thinking about it. Thanks for joining us. God bless.
2: Oh, oh,